0: You know, the six have no idea what's going to happen. God gave black people rhythm and soul when it comes to brains. Aboriginal people keep using the past. Move on.
1: Probably getting four times the amount of what we get. Yeah,
0: they don't really have jobs. They think it's racist, but why shouldn't I say it?
1: Hey, y'all, guys. It's Lucky Luke uh, from Mount Isa, northwest Queensland. You're listening to Sovereign Sound on 2 98.3.
0: So I thought maybe we'd start if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, Lucky Luke.
1: Okay. I was born um, in uh, Clunkbury, north-west Queensland, on um, Friday the 13th, and it was also Good Friday at the same time. So um, my old grandmother, she sent through a telegram um, saying to my parents, saying, you know, you don't have to be superstitious anymore, and then she gave me the nickname Lucky Luke. So, yeah.
0: Let's maybe talk about, say, the last six months for you. Um, yeah. I think, well, from from you know, an observer's point of view, it's it's looking pretty pretty good. You you released your first album, Which Way, in March, and you were nominated for Best New Talent at the NIMA Awards. Things are sort of things are going all right. Do you reckon?
1: Yeah, it, it's picked up pretty fast. It's, it's kind of crazy, like because when I first um just want to do my album and you know, I only expected about a hundred people, you know, friends and family to buy it. And, and like my goal was just to for like one day to just go partying and somebody was playing my music then, you know, then I would have been like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> that's that's my outcome that I wanted. But yeah. for for the unearthed team, the triple J Unearth team to get behind it and then push it and then and then, you know, it's just, just got radio play all around the you know, we're in Australia, that's like that's like beyond my wildest dreams, so type of thing. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy.
0: So maybe um, let's let's talk a bit about before before the sort of last six months. How much hard work went into recording? Which way?
1: No, not that much of a hard way. Like um, I will. I, I was I kind of been like mucking around rapping for like eighteen or two years. And, um, like, I was just my around freestyling with my cousins, you know, every time we were partying. And then just one, um, then a year into it, I thought, oh, bugger, you know, I'm making albums. So I was just slowly buying beats and slowly writing. And then, um, and then once I had, like, so many tracks together, you know, me and, me and my mate, we cut them all back to 13 tracks because it was my lucky number. And then I just flew down to Brisbane and done it all in a week. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: You like, make it sound easy, but I think how long was the actual period of writing all these songs? Like you say, you had to cut it down to 13, so you must have had a lot more than 13.
1: Yeah, I had like 26 songs. Was well, like everything was like just all over the shop. Like um, I, I didn't have a whole concept for the album. Like, you know, like, um, you know, like there were some stupid silly songs and, you know, there was all these other stuff. And then um, I came across this track the uh, Sky's the Limit. And and it just set the whole tone for the album, like, you know, what, what type of direction I wanted to go with it. Like, you know, just get that positive message out there. Yeah, and so... Um... <laughs> the whole concept of which way is like, which way in life you're going. Like, I know a lot of times, um people put me on the spot to explain it and i can't really explain it but like it, you know you each song kind of tells you like what part in life like that you're at you know like uh, the skies are limits you know it's, it's about someone, you know um that you're chasing your goals and you know you're not gonna let people put you down um you know i've got this song um like the don't f with me um You know, it's it's like a bit of a fighting song and it's it's about the community, you know. You know, know, people mess up and, you know, you have these big family fights and everything. And, like, that's kind of telling you, you know, um, that that you're uh, stubborn, you're strong-headed, you know, and, like, if anything goes down, then, you know, you're just going to back your family and just, you know, have a fight and, you know, it's kind of like a young person type of song and stuff like that, yeah.
0: So can I ask, I might ask about a particular song on the album, um, Send Me To My Grave. Can you talk a little bit about that song?
1: Yeah, um, it was my grandfather, he was, um, his whole tribal group was um, taken away to, um, to Moniton Island because of, um, ill moral living. He, my, um, my uh, tribal grandfather, he had three wives and, like, my actual biological... Oh, great-grandfather. Oh, great-great. No, great-grandfather. He's not a uh, Chinaman, Oh, anyway, so, like, because my grandfather, he was fasting and everything, you know, they used to rub the the, um, the python fat on him and, you know, make him in the sun so he could darken up a little bit so he wouldn't get taken away. But um, the police actually... Um, just moved the whole family anyway. So, um, you know, he lived he lived over there for so many years and then, you know, he eventually got out and he worked on the station and stuff like that. And then there, there was this one point where he did leave the station and he took off, went to another station where, he, like, family was. And, you know, the police were going to grab him and send him back to the island. But um, because he already had a job, they just left him. So I, I just kind of wrote... Um, you know, a little bit of his story uh, and a little bit of a, you know, like a fairy tale, you know, just to make the, the story a bit more dramatic. But, you know, like, that's how the story could be for, you know, uh, a lot of people because, you know, the stuff did happen and, and um, you know, like, if some lucky people were taken back and some were killed. I, I wrote that, the first part of that song, like, um, I don't know, like a while ago and it took me probably six months to write the second half because you know, it was like um, I don't know, it just kinda of gave me a headache. I didn't want to think about it. And and my mate was like, you know, this is the one, this, this is a good song, you you gotta finish it and I kept trying to finish it and I just couldn't. And just one day i I I'll force myself to sit down and finish the last bit. Yeah. Well it
0: look it really is some some kind of song. Um it really sort of stood out I think from um the other yeah, yeah. in the album
1: yeah I really want to dig the
0: emotions out with that song me first beating worse hit my tracks in the red dir I'm going home to the place on my birth remember serpent keep me safe from this earth let me see my family first dying of this thirst. It's getting worse your songs on the album there uh, you'd say they're they're political I think they're a little bit political and yeah. you know they show that you're you're a proud a proud man proud of your culture, of your family, um, of your community. And what kind of, I suppose the question is, what sort of influenced you to to write about those things?
1: It's just all my daily life experiences. Yep. It's like um, like uh, for years I worked in um, youth services and then I worked in the government as well in um, in the homeless area. Like I worked in a, in a homeless shelter. So, you know, just, just seeing all that all that stuff on a daily basis, you know, like that's that's my life. Um, you know, at one stage in my life I was I was homeless and you know, I've I've went through and I've I've done a lot of those things in my life. So, you know, just talking about that, like I wasn't uh I didn't want to come across political. It was just telling my story and what's happening in my community because like um, that's the true essence of of like hip hop, uh, you know, it was it was telling the story of the community, like for the community about the community type of thing, and like this day and age, well, hip hop's evolved into something totally ridiculous that I can't um, relate to. You know, like popping bottles in the club and you know yeah. talking about how rich they are and stuff like that. You know, like you know I'm not rich. I I live from payday to payday. Yeah, I was just yeah, just telling a bit of yeah, the story of my life. I, uh,
0: so, did you listen to American hip-hop growing up, or even Australian hip-hop
1: growing up? Um, I grew up with all music when, when I was young. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, you know, Slim sort of to the Star Um, You know, all the country music. And then, um, like, my brother he got me into, like, all the heavy metal, you know, Black Sabbath. And, and um I know, pianos, uh Just all that type of stuff. And then... Um, then N- NWA came out, and you know I followed them when I was kid, and then it was like my first introduction to hip hop. I was always like listening and buying CDs and stuff like that, but it, you know I didn't really like like rapping. <laughs> I just only picked it up because my cousin kept humbugging me to rap every time we were partying, and it was like put an instrumental on.
0: So if people want to pick up your album, where can they find it?
1: Um, it's on all online stores. Like iTunes and Amazon, Google Play, anything like that, or if you want to stream it, as
0: Spotify. Just touching on hip hop, do you think that there's um, a particular or particular brand of Australian hip hop, or do you think Australian hip hop's still trying to find its voice, or what makes it different from, say, you know, hip hop coming out of the states, for example?
1: Um, I think I think Australian hip hop, like. Um it's like we're a few decades behind as in like we got to a stage where we liked it and we didn't we don't want to move on to what it is now in America. Like, you know, America, you know, just keeps evolving and you know, and then, like the the old hip hop heads, they're like, Oh, you know, what's this new stuff? But then like the people back in the seventies and eighties they would have been talking like that about the nineties stuff. I just think yeah, yeah. I just think, you know, like we like that type of style and I kind of see, I can't see you staying hip hop, evolving past that. Yeah. But, um, in, in indigenous hip hop, like, I know, like, there's a lot of underground artists out there, you know, that they're just pushing that limit and, you know, they're, they're doing the styles like this, this new type of, um, like hip hop that's around at the moment and they're chucking their issues in it too and, you know, with these awesome beats behind it. But, you know, they don't get that much radio play type of stuff. You know, and like in Aussie, Aussie hip-hop, like, you know, there's a certain type of thing to it, you know, where you have to rap with an Australian accent and, and you know, to, to do it a specific way and to do it... Um, Another way, like they just say, oh, well, you know, you're just trying to copy America. But, you know, like Indigenous hip hop, like we don't, we don't really care about sitting within, you know, a certain type of box, just do whatever we love.
0: You mentioned the, um, these up and coming Indigenous hip hop artists. Are there any collaborations that you're, you're planning with them in the future? I know you've done a, a, a few already.
1: Yeah, um, just on my first album, there was a lot of. Just me and all the underground type of crew type of thing, you know, all getting together.
0: Yeah, I mean, how did you guys meet? I think, I mean, you're in Mount Isa, they're over in WA. I
1: was all just social media and, like, Facebook, new and the friends type of stuff. And, like, um, just because I I was just starting out and, like, a lot of these these other dudes, you know, they've been wrapped for a while and, you know, they've got their own sound, they're pretty good, you know, they've got a big following in their hometowns and stuff like that and, and, you know, I just didn't want to ask them. I asked them straight away, you know, do you want to do a song? So I became friends with them first, just to show a bit of respect. Yeah, I thought, you know, they were way better, you know, I'm just some um, dude from the boys. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually they were like, yeah, you know, I'll do a song with you. But that was great.
0: So do you think maybe you'll be perhaps touring, you know, maybe in the local area or even if you you come down to Canberra to, to promote your album, do you reckon? Or you you'll be working on another one soon, do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm working on another one. Um but I, I did have a tour set up but um was just at the moment I'm just gonna wait until next early next year and then I want to get time off from work, you know, I've got to It'll save up my leave hours so I can go. Yep. So everything. But um yeah, we're gonna do a capital city tour.
0: Cool. Yeah. I hope you include yeah. Canberra in your in your list.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Not too many people come here. They they find it really cold and you know, all the stereotypes that Canberra's boring, but you know, we're not so bad.
1: Oh yeah. We love yeah. it when the artists come. Yeah, definitely, no. we love to come. Uh hopefully this new album goes good and then
0: So thanks so much for, for having a chat to us. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, Lucky Luke. All right,
1: cheers, mate. We'll Bye. Catch you later. One day
0: we all need change in knowledge is the key so we can't stay the same. One day you will walk in my shoes and strap on the gloves and fight my battles too. One day we'll all be one. Mother Mary G will say, What are One day. <laughs>